New stories were coming in about this strange virus in Wuhan, China. It was weeks before we saw the first cases in the U.S. As the numbers went up each day, my curiosity got the best of me, and I started plotting the curves. Hear stories from real people all over the world and how they've responded. I'm Sally Hendrick, founder of Shout Your Cause, and this is COVID-19, The World Responds. So, hey, Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. So, where are you right now? Are you, where are you still in Tennessee? I am in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, yes. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And tell me, what do you do normally? Uh, I am president of Music City Fire Company. And so, we manufacture goods in multiple locations throughout the U.S. and overseas and work with retailers. Um, and online retailers, e-commerce sites uh, across the country. Okay. And I know that uh, you've got a partnership with my husband's company for one of those tables, Rail Yard Studios. So that's correct. That's how we met. Now, Indeed. <laughs> things have changed. Things have changed lately, haven't they? They have. Yeah. <laughs> one can say that. Yeah. So why don't you tell me what's going on right now? Well, I think you, obviously, I think we're at this point, we're referring to what's on everybody's mind here in March of 2020, which is coronavirus, right? So coronavirus has got us all locked down. And when it comes to our business, initially, we didn't see, and when I say initially, I mean, even like last week, I mean, we still had a sale, for example, of a sleeper, uh, a rail yard studio unit just yesterday, right? Um, so we're still having some traction. Of course, that was a direct to consumer. And why is that? Most likely because at this point, them, like the rest of us, are stuck in our house or sitting in our backyards. At least the spring's coming and, and, and things are, the weather's getting nice. So the most likely we're purchasing a fire table for that type of environment, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, to answer the question, I mean, the real thing is, is things are shutting down. And little by little, it was uh, two weeks ago, our California retailers, you know, we have plenty of them, would call. And say, hey, things are, you know, we're shutting down. And they have things on order. They have customers waiting for production or whatever, but they got to shut down. And then it started, I've noticed on Facebook and I've noticed on through our other communications with our retailers and such that gradually over the past two weeks, every day, more and more are shutting down, shutting down. Phones aren't ringing as much, not nearly as many emails. Everything is just coming to a halt. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm, ask, um, I'm answering the question it's what you're actually asking if this is what we're talking about, but obviously everything's really slowed down um, because of the virus and, and the impact of it. So with you seeing that, what have you been doing to step into a new role? Because I've noticed you doing a lot of things you don't normally do. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it, that's, it, that's been, it's really incredible. Um, for a few different reasons, right? I mean, on one side, it's unfortunate, but also the incredible, how incredible it is the impact that the disease has had across the country for places that you wouldn't think. Now, at this point, this far into the game, we've all heard it a thousand times by now about coronavirus affecting hospitals, hospital rooms, space, equipment, materials, all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. But you would never think that we would ever in America have that type of situation, right? And, and I think the other hard part to it is we're all trapped in our house. So 
we don't have a problem with shortage of face masks and ventilators and stuff in our house, right? And we're not out in the streets or at the hospital seeing what's going on. What we're all have shortage of at home is toilet paper, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so what's kind of cool, though, is because I've been manufacturing a specific part of my, uh, my product, I make overseas in China. And someone had reached out knowing that I do that and said, hey, I got a call. Kaiser needs to get a hold of masks. Now, again, you would think, why is Kaiser asking that person who's in turn around asking me, somebody who manufactures computers and technology and circuit boards and, and fireplaces and stuff about masks? But it only shows like how, how out of a situation that's going on right now when it comes to um, the needs, right? Yeah. So anyway, long story short, before I know it, now I'm kind of in the, the mask business, the mask sourcing, and then it turned into other PPE, um, personal protection. Um, I can't think right now uh, what it means. But, well, what uh, are some of the challenges? <laughs> yeah. What are some of the challenges that you've been dealing with? Because I, I've noticed frustrating posts that you've made on Facebook. What are some of those things? What's behind that? Sure. And I've, I've actually wanted to post so much more just to kind of keep people involved and stuff. But at the same time, I, I don't want to do it right now. I just want to focus on what I'm doing and not also deal with all the negative aspects of posting stuff on social media and what you get for it. But some of the negative things are, put it this way. So again, two weeks ago, I get asked if I can source masks. So I start, again, fortunately, I have great teams on the ground there that born and raised in China and Taiwan and Hong Kong and all over and do just, they're just phenomenal people. And they understand what we're trying to do and they can connect dots really quick. So at the drop of a dime, I had 500,000 masks ready to roll. Next thing you know, by weekend, because of, uh, by that weekend, because of the demand, the masks, not only were they were gone, mask pricing had gone up and then MOQs, minimum order quantities had changed from one number to another number 10 times more. Mm -hmm. Okay, no problem. I can find more. Then we got to find the FDA certified facilities, right? We have to find FDA registered companies that are making FDA certified products. Otherwise, something that I found out that I wasn't even, that I didn't post, I meant to post about it, but I was speaking to the FDA um, a week ago on Monday of last week. And the FDA had mentioned that about half of the shipments coming overseas at that time were being held up at customs because they, were, they weren't FDA products, right? So people are trying to flood the market. Everyone's trying to jump on this board with this bandwagon of, oh, we're going to go buy Ferraris and make it rich because we can go sell everybody masks, right? And start to try gouging, but they're not even doing the due diligence of making sure they're bringing over the products that people actually need and they're getting held up at customs. Uh -huh. other, on the other side of the spectrum, <clears throat> I've had other facilities that I had lined up that I was getting ready to start getting product going and do things. And again, we're talking, you know, at this point, some of my MOQs are 5 million pieces, right? So if you figure if a mask costs four or five dollars because the price has gone up so much all of a sudden i need 20 million dollars to bring over things right um but another side to this that was crazy is i had a manufacturer like i mentioned who was lined up to do 700,000 masks a day something along those lines and i got told two days later oh we just got an order for 30 million masks 20 million of those were paid up front so we can't supply anything right now so you where did, right where there, did those orders come from? No idea. Some importer or exporter, excuse me. Someone who was bringing them, selling, sending them somewhere else, right? Not from the government, at least not that I know, right? But, but know. from what I was told, it was, a, it was an exporter that was sending it off and um, 30 million masks. So again, now you've got one place 
one entity taking up 43 days of this company's production to take mass and go sell them. And I've had other calls, <laughs> Sally. I actually had a call today where, uh, you know, there's, there's some masks in locations where they might have 50 million to 150 million masks in stockpile here in the country already. And they want to sell them, but they want to sell them for an amount that's like twice what I can get it for overseas and why making, and why making something on it. Right. So it's, uh, it is crazy to kind of see what's going on, but we are moving, you know, moving forward in many different directions. I'm, we have many, many hospitals. It is crazy. Once they kind of found out what's going on, I've spoken with dozens, plural, dozens of hospitals in the past two weeks and learned all the lingo and, and all the different stuff that they need and the NIOSH masks and the surgical masks and the isolation gowns and understanding what it is that they need. And the cool thing is, is again, we're going to help. Is there money involved? Of course. Am I trying to gouge anybody? No. It's just how can we put, you know, connect some dots and get things going um, so people can uh, get what they need. So, a little while ago, I spoke with Ken Burks and talked with him about what's going on with his orthotics factory in uh, called Soul Support and about them being able to switch over to create uh, the face mask, not the face mask, the face shields. Um, have you talked to him again? Is there anything going on there? Because the, he's dealing with a situation where he's got really great employees ready to work. They're very um, aware of what's going on. They have the facilities to be able to keep their distance from each other safely. And they have software engineers, they have you know all the things that they need, but what he doesn't have, he doesn't have the connections with the hospitals. He's not really sure which direction to take. Have you guys been talking again? So I have spoken with, with Ken, and, and as you mentioned, great person has great uh, ability to be able to fulfill the need, right? Right. And it's it, it, this is another part that's just, that's so hard to wrap my head around, but it is what it is. I mean, I get it. We all know about medical, right? We've done things where like, how come when I go into a doctor's office in one place, I've got to, or even my same place that I go to all the time, I have to fill out the same forms over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Why isn't there a database where they can just pull it up, right? But HIPAA and all the things that go on. Mm -hmm. So the point is really to shortcut this is that there's so much red tape. So as you know, with my son, Ashton, mm -hmm. who had medulloblastoma, pediatric brain cancer, we had to go into Vanderbilt and spend uh, we spent about a year there amongst other, other places. And we, and we go there often. So Vanderbilt, especially the people on 6A, are like family to us. We stay in touch with each other on Facebook, text messages and such, and we see each other often as we go there, right? Mm -hmm. And so they let me know what's kind of going on. I'm sure you've probably seen some of the pictures. Now, this doesn't mean that, that it's, that's crazy, but you've seen the pictures where they had to put hospital beds in the parking garage in right. preparation. Right. You know, it's not, like, it's not like we're some third world country type thing and everything's that bad, but they're preparing for it just in case, at least when they need to bring people in, they can start them off in the parking garage and they can kind of go from there. Right. But the point is, is that not only do they have to do that, but I'm being told that they're using bandanas or they're using handkerchiefs or whatever they can use to kind of get through this because they're running out of supplies, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, again, it's because Nashville's not even hit nearly as hard as New York. It's a fraction of San Francisco, which is still a fraction of New York, right? But they're still saying because of, uh, 
um, face uh, face shields, for example, because they just it's not something that they burn through often. That they have a limited supply, right? And they have to use them every patient that come every patient that comes in. You've got to isolate them, or at least if you can't isolate them, you've got to at least put on these face shields and face masks and stuff, so they're not contaminating anybody else, right? So right. going back to Ken, my point is is that. I, re- they, I, I was talking to an oncologist. They got me connected to the head of procurement. I was speaking with them. They said, well, we need items. I said, okay, well, I can help. And they got me involved with the person who mainly brings on certain items. And, and I'm doing that and trying to source some of it overseas. But I said, look, we have somebody here in Tennessee locally who can make, with 100 employees, make some of the items that we need quickly. But they're not FDA certified. Or they're not whatever, right? Is this going to be a problem? And they, you know, kind of the answer was, we're not quite there yet to where we're like Washington or some of these other places where we need to take anything we can get, you know, Uh New York. Um, So I have to go check to see if we can even use those to see. And which to me, that's like crazy. Again, you've got the people on the floor telling me they're using handkerchiefs or whatever. So what does it matter then if we're making, um, if we're following the CDC specs to making the actual products that they need? so we can get them those quickly instead of trying to get them from overseas and dealing with all of that exactly. and they can't do it. I've got a friend right? out in Colorado who used to be in Nashville. She's called the green bag lady because she started this movement years ago to get people to use cloth bags for shopping. And she uh, created this army of sewers all over the country who have been making these bags for years and out of scrapped materials that they have left over, clothing, materials, whatever. So now she's completely mobilized all of her sewers to make these masks that are like triple layer cotton and so on and so forth. And they're not, you know, regulation, but she's been sending them to Vanderbilt because they asked her for them. Right. And so that's the thing. So donating, right? And that's the hard part is that is she, do you, do you know, is she selling or donating? If you, if you, if you can't say. Donating. Yeah. Right. So donating is one thing. I think they'll take whatever they can get, but mm-hmm. when it comes to procurement where they actually need to go buy what they have, that's where it, it seems like that's where it stops. Right. And yeah. so if we go back to Ken, Ken's not, he even said it to me. He's like, I don't want to be in this business. Right. I'm meaning like when this is all said and done, he's not trying to turn around and become a medical supplier. Right. right. He, he says, I just want to help. Yeah, he's right. He said, I just want to help. I have a hundred employees. I want to make sure that I can pay my people and keep the lights on while we're going through this. And this is something that we can do. But the problem there is that he's not saying he, he's not trying to go donate. Right. Because right. donate is going to cost him money because of the time, effort, materials and everything that it is. And yeah. to keep a hundred employees coming to your shop, you've got to pay them. Right. Some might come because they want to donate and do, donate their time to do it. But for the most part, a lot of people, I, I, you know, it just is what it is. People work to get paid. Right. Yeah. So if, if he could turn around and just sell it, even if it was at cost of his employees and keeping the lights on plus the materials, that would be enough for him. Cause again, he's not trying to make money off of it, but again, that's where it all call it kind of stops. If you wanted to give it to the, to the hospital, they'll take it all they can get. But when it comes to procuring, this is at least, I could be completely wrong. And again, it's not Vanderbilt. I think it's just some of the things that are in place. Right. Um, you know, I oh, have but, a, I mean, another you've got a connection uh, with Vanderbilt and that makes it easier for you to kind of start there to start right. the, the ball rolling with any other hospitals that may be around. 
And so, and that's the point as well, right? So I've reached out to other hospitals or actually they reached out to me and they were asking for products and like, and I'm not talking quantities of 10,000. I have hospitals asking me for millions of masks, right? And so the other night, the other day, uh, Friday, I was up till six in the morning working overseas, sourcing these different masks and getting these things all night, right? Because it's China's 12, 13 hours ahead of us. So right now I'm like I'm dealing with America during the day and then I stay up all night working with China and I'll try to get an hour or two of sleep and I got, I got to do it all over again while we're going through this. Um, but like I said, this hospital in New York reached out and they're like, we need, hot, we need masks yesterday. And I, okay, here's a mask. And I go, no, we can't use this one. We need the one that has this specific marking. So I said, give me a day. And I went and found the mask and I found two suppliers for that mask. And now I'm working with trying to get, you know, getting them lined up and we're working through pricing and some other things. But again, it's like New York, as we know, is one of the worst places. They're in the, they're in ground zero, if you will, when it comes to this, and and they need something yesterday, and that's obviously a, a term, right? But it means like we need masks now, yeah. <laughs> and they still have to go through. They still have. We spend a week now going back and forth, making sure that they have this particular mask with a specific marking, and that we have the FDA certificates and the NIOSH certificates and all the different things to make sure, while while they're while they have nothing on hand, right? So are you so actually that, able to get any of these deals pushed through yet? So uh, again, we have multiple, multiple discussions going out. And when I was just working through it, many of them, it sounds like this week, they're going to be able to, to go through and do things. For me, part of it was I wasn't obviously being super aggressive because I, I, it hasn't even been two weeks for me in this, right? So I've had to learn all these different things. Two weeks ago, I had no idea what the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health was, mm -hmm. right? And, and what it did with the masks and stuff. And so, again, we had to find these different things, the NIOSH masks, the N95s, the surgical masks, certain levels. Um, and in the beginning, it was, okay, I can find something, but it may not have been FDA. Then I can find it, and it's FDA, and it's not NIOSH. And then I find the NIOSH, and it's FDA, and it can get through customs, but then the price is huge, right? So it's, it's, it's constantly going through these different things to make sure that I can supply. Because the last thing I need, I want to do, take, take what I said earlier with people who 50% or so from the FDA were saying at that time that the 50% or so of shipments were getting held up at customs. Now, I'm doing this because we all have to be inside. And it's like, I might as well do something. I'm also doing this, especially for Vanderbilt, because of all the things that we've been through personally with my family, with them and stuff. It's like, I just love to help any way I can with them. Um, I lost my train of thought, but my, my, where I was trying to go here, I think, is, um, oh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's fine. Um, it's, it's just been, it's been just, a, it's really been a relatively short amount of time to try to put this all together. Um, and so when it comes to some of these deals, many of them now are saying Tuesday, Wednesday, they're sitting down with their different teams or boards or whatever to kind of go through and approve. But I think based on the conversations that I'm having, I have the right products now for them. I've been able to ferret through that relatively quickly because of my team overseas and, and working so diligently while we're doing this and asking the right questions. And then, and then, um, <clears throat> Anyway, so yeah, I think, so no. The short answer to your question after taking this long roundabout is no, I don't have anything that's gone A to Z yet, but it was a matter of finding, um, finding, what, finding what it is that they need. And then again, you know, I think through it, my partner and I were talking about it. It's like maybe, you know, what, what's wrong? What is it that we're not doing right if, if, if we're not getting able to, to get any of these orders? But again, the reality is, is that 
I got NIOSH masks on Monday. So just uh, six days ago that I started being able to do this. And when you have a hospital asking you for a million masks that are going to cost $5 a piece, that's $5 million. Nothing's going to happen quick. Yeah. Right. Yet alone the surgical masks that they need. There's another million there. And then the face shields that they need another 200,000 pieces there. And those are at $5, $4.50 a piece or something like that. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, there, it's just a big thing. And so even, and, and again, here's the other crazy part. And I think this goes to kind of how bad it is in areas. I'm doing this as music city fire. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I have my importing lined up already. I have my EIN I have my business. Everything's already set up. So I've been bringing stuff over from China all the time. So we're doing this all through music city fire. And the hospitals know this. The W9 is Music City Fire. Everything that we're doing is Music City Fire. Why in the world would a hospital who's trying to order millions of dollars worth of product be working with Music City Fire that has nothing to do with medical? So are you afraid? Right? And so, are you afraid the government's going to kind of step in with some federal deals or some deals with these big, large corporations that are stepping in to do things? Do you think that um, <coughs> any of those deals are going to come and upend what you've been doing? So I do, right? And if it does, that's okay. Because that just means now I can, it, again, it's not like I've been doing this for six years, right, right? Right. So it's been a week and a half of my life and I'm just trying to help. And so if that happens, great. At least I've learned a lot. At least I've learned that, you know, I could quickly pivot into something else because of the teams and the resources and the abilities and such that we have as a team. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of cool, right? Um, but outside of that, if, you know, 3M, I don't think, you know, I could be wrong. So it's not like 3M is just kind of sitting there saying like, maybe we should push go now. Right. So they're trying to do, I'm sure what they're trying to with, they're already working as hard as they can. So now, you know, they're bringing on a Ford and GM and GE, but mainly when you hear them talking, it looks to me like they're mainly producing face shields and such. Right. So I'm wondering then if, again, I don't think. Face masks I or think face this, shields? I think they're making face shields. So I know, for example, G, uh, GM and stuff, they were talking about face shields. So the, you know, you put the band around your head and it has a plastic shield that covers your face. So in case you sneeze or something, it stays within you. Right. Right. Uh, within your space, I should say. So I think it's just, it's, it's really strange to me because Ford is not going to go off and make a NIOSH mask, a NIOSH certified mask that is stamped with the NIOSH, everything and stuff. Right. Right. 3M can. But it's not like, um, but 3M, it's not like I said, it's not like they're just sitting there waiting to say, okay, now we're going to start production. They're doing as much as they can already. And, and hospitals are still calling. People are still needing. So, you know, it's, it's weird. So if they do, if things do step up and they come in and take over and they're able to meet the, the needs, that's fine, right? Um, if not, we'll be here to try to help out the best that we can. Well, Ken has a little bit different perspective on that in that he feels like, things would be much more efficient if they used factories like his in the local areas to be making what's needed for the local communities. And for, you know, like for, he says that he could expand to make things for Tennessee, Georgia, and maybe I don't remember if he said Alabama or what, but you know, that's three states that he thinks that he could supply. Um, but he's right. got all the red tape of, of being, you know, having the certification needed for, being FDA approved. So it's right. like being between between the rock and a hard place. He wants to keep the factory open, keep his people working for an essential um, an essential, you know, business, if you will. 
And then you've got all of these big, big, big corporations that are being given the jobs. And that's fine if, as far as like helping, as long as we're helping, you know, the community for the health or the problems that are happening with the virus. But then if they're wanting to also balance this with keeping the economy going, you've got millions of people who are going to be out of work and these companies right. are going to go away and be gone forever. And, and, and that's, that's ultimately this, at this point, you know, if you want my two cents on the coronavirus, you know, I think it's, it's obviously it's a bad thing. It spreads like fire. Right. Yeah. But fortunately it's not, don't get me wrong. It's deadly. Obviously the numbers show it, but yeah. it's not like it's Ebola. Right. So no, let's say no, if Ebola no. was that, right. Let's say Ebola worked like that where you had it and you couldn't detect it for two weeks or whatever it is. And then you're spreading it all over the place. And then all of a sudden it hits everybody. It's over. Right. Um, so I say that only because when it comes to the economy at this point, if we don't do something to your point, right, the economy will get crushed because small businesses that are working month to month on the books, essentially, right. It's going to get to a point where it's like, how do we keep the doors open? How do we get back? If this goes too long, if it's another week or two, it's really not, it's, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. There's been an impact, but if this were to go another two, three months, half the people aren't going to have a job to go back to. But that's what they're projecting anyway. I mean, right. they're talking about this being a three month minimum. Right. And that, and that's why though Trump, you know, regardless of what anybody thinks about him, that's why he's trying to say, if we can get it out by Easter, but here, this goes to the kind of the, for the conversation, let's take Ken in the, in the case here. So let's say we do push it to where we can get out by Easter, right? And everything can kind of try to get back to square one. I can almost guarantee you at this point, people aren't going to feel comfortable to just go walk around shaking everybody's hands again and going to movie theaters and not wearing protection, right? Oh yeah, they're We're going to still self-isolate. You're going to have some people that won't, but, but a lot of people will. Right. But you're going to have people, I think, that take extra measures. I think you'll see a lot of hand sanitizers on desks and stuff. I think you'll see people wearing masks. And this is where I was getting to with Ken, right? So if Ken can't go, and we're just using Ken as an example, because it's not just him, it's a lot of people in his position. And I see, you know, your husband, Robert, from Rail Yard, has been sent, Rail Yard Studios has been sending me Instagram messages and stuff of even other local places that are saying, hey, we're starting to make masks. We start... And my thing is, is who are you going to sell them to? Yeah. Because that's the hard part. You can go make a whole bunch of masks in Ken's position. Let's just take Ken again. Go back to Ken. Ken, mm -hmm. if, if I could help Ken get into Vanderbilt, that would help Ken's production get jump-started because they know that they can go spend the time and energy and money on buying all the materials and getting everything set up, knowing that they'd have a contract for a big hospital to be able to supply masks to. While that's happening he could continue to make more masks and start marketing to consumers. Consumers don't need an FDA certified mask or a NIOSH certified mask. Right. You see all these people in Facebook making masks out of cloth. Ah, the reality is a mask made out of cloth is terrible, right? So people don't know that and they're using it and they're doing their thing. It's terrible because the germs and stuff can still live on it. There's not the levels of filtration. Like on an NIOSH mask, there's, there's uh, bacterial and viral um, filtration mask then there's particle filtrations it's a multi multi-stage type of thing that helps to do multiple things a piece of cloth you get it wet everything's still going to live on there and you start you put it down on the desk and now you've got a germ on the desk and stuff, right yeah, so there's 
you know, right, Colossus isn't a good thing, but people are doing it because they think they, they know that they want something. People want something, mm-hmm. right? And so that's where Ken can really step up. But how do you, it doesn't make sense for them to have 100 employees on, online making thousands of masks a day, moving only a couple hundred of them while they're building out their name and the awareness that they're here to be able to support, it, the, support the public. Right. right. That, it's really it's a really hard time. balance. We don't really know the timing of, of any of it. I mean, that's the other thing, right? So let's say he goes and does this. He's not going to be able to buy material. And again, we're just using kind of example, but you're not going to be able to go buy material one sheet at a time and make it make sense. Right. right. You have to buy material in most cases in some level of quantity in bulk so you can go do this. So you, there's an investment for him to put this into it. And then all of a sudden, he gets stuck with a whole bunch of masks and a whole bunch of inventory that he can't use. And that's, and then that's because he doesn't have a contract to a hospital, let's say, where he can get it done. So I'm still work trying to work that angle with Vanderbilt for him. Okay. Right. And I want to be able to touch base with him again. And I'm waiting to, I'll reach back out to Vanderbilt to see if they have any headway on the, on the questions that they were asking um, to see if they could get this done. But that's that hard part. So I've th- I mean, I was like, you know, I've thought about it and you know, like putting together something where we can, again, using him, he's got sewing machines and everything. We can go knock this out, but if nobody's going to take it, then it's, it's a moot point. Exactly. And you don't want to do that because then you've just got a lot of materials and no, no clients right. to sell it to. Now, something else that he's running into actually that he messaged me about, um, I think this morning, might've been last night, um, that he said it's frustrating is that now it seems all the big companies purchased all the materials so every time he turns around trying to find the material and he thinks he's located materials so he can start doing something he finds that it's gone because all the big players have already started buying it all right and so it does one of two things either you can't get it or if you're going to get it you got to pay a premium for it which is counterintuitive or counterproductive to what it is he's trying to do (laughs) he's trying to do this so he can just keep everybody alive and keep things going and they're going to price it so it's so high that nobody's going to want to buy it. Exactly. Well, it's an unfortunate thing for sure. Hopefully we'll get some things figured out and worked out. I really appreciate you doing all this that you're doing. I mean, you're just doing this and you've stepped into this completely different world. And, uh, and I have too, I'm interviewing people about it and that's not my, that's not what I don't do normally. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it's an, it's again, it's an it's an interesting thing. Like I said, it's um, I've had other I've had multiple discussions, and again, I'm not at all anybody special with any of this. I just one thing that I just know about myself is that I don't ever want to sell somebody something that's not what they want. Um, I kind of take the approach that we're all consumers, so we've all bought something that was disappointing, and I try to make sure, and especially in this situation, it's not to try to take advantage of a hospital that's already struggling. They pay all this money and they get something that's not what they want. So I either try to take it back, but it's not like I can send it back to China. So then I get stuck with it. Right. And I've had conversations with other people who are trying to do this as well. And they're calling me that, Hey, they can supply me this or that or do these things. And the reality is in some cases, it sounds like they know a lot less than even we know right now with, with what I've been able to learn just the past couple of weeks. And that's the other scary thing, right? There are people out there who are just trying to do this for money. And I don't even mean like they're trying to gouge, right? They just might be say, hey, I can quick train some things and make a quick profit. But when you're not accustomed to dealing with things overseas, you know, it's not always apples to apples. So what you ask for, you may not be getting or you think you are getting it. And then you go and sell it like it is. And then it's actually not. There's a lot of false FDA stuff. 
or uh, you know, for uh, counterfeit NIOSH things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing your due diligence, you're only adding to the problem, <laughs> right? Uh, and by bringing in bad stuff. Well, so, and that's why anyway. that's probably part of the reason why Facebook actually shut down all mask selling on uh, using Facebook ads. Because that right. happened over the last many, couple of weeks. How many bad people, how many sharks would be out there yeah. and, then, and doing it? And again, I think it's hard to say, right? Because for the general public, you know, in the capitalist market, people will pay what they're going to pay. And people will do it. And even if it's garbage, sometimes people aren't going to know there's a difference and they're going to feel better about themselves knowing that they have some type of protection in their house because something is going to be better than nothing. I think in some, in, in some cases, um, but ultimately to Facebook's decision is yes. Like if they, if you know, it's only because in these times there's so many people that are going to get taken advantage of by, by whatever. Um, and it's sad. I mean, but that's, that's the world we live in. And you know, and, I, and again, to say that, and to your answer, your, another answer, your uh, to provide another answer to put a question that you asked earlier about: Have I moved anything yet, or have we done A to Z and connected everything? Right. And this is another one of those reasons, right? Like I said, you know, I'm Music City Fire, and they're still having multiple discussions with me. And I think part of that is because I try to be super transparent, right? And I want to be very diligent and truthful in what it is that we're doing, and make sure that I do the best for them. But at the same time, they don't know me from the next guy who's saying I can get masks. And, and then they, all of a sudden they sign up with them. And then halfway through, it's like, oh, I can't get them unless you pay $3 more a mask now. Or I can't get them at all or anything, right? They have, they're going through all this and they have to try to ferret it all out themselves while going through everything else that they're going through, trying to buy from non-traditional channels, knowing that there's a lot of fraud, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's, it's just, a, it's, it's, it's such a hard thing. And you know, there's a lot of people out there that'll sound like me. I just want to be truthful. And I just want to be honest. And I'm just trying to do this thing. And I'm not trying to go buy a Ferrari after all this. Right. Um, but there are people with those intentions, you know. So at the end of the day, anyway. what's your hope? What's your hope about all of this? Well, a few things. One, I think, um, I mean, the, the main thing is, I know, I know it's not even a hope, but it is kind of a hope, but I, I believe it to be true regardless is that we'll, we'll get past it. Obviously we'll get through this. I hope that, you know, at a top level and, and then when it disseminates down through everybody that we actually, in case something like this does happen, we actually listen. I will tell you, <laughs> I've said it plenty of times with friends and family. I personally, I believe there's one or two things that's going to end up killing me. <laughs> It's either going to be AI or it's going to be a virus, right? And because it's, and this, it only shows you right now how deadly some of these things can be if we don't pay attention to it and how fast it can get out. We think we're so big. We're, we're nothing, right? Earth is just a drop, a, a grain of sand in the galaxy amongst billions of stars, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, you know, the, the planet's actually really small and, viruses do what they need to do to survive just like we do and they're going to take over and do their stuff right and i'm not at all trying to come across as crazy all i'm trying to say is what i hope is that we can learn from this we can try to do things better next time when something comes up you know there were a lot of people that were in leading positions um saying that including trump but plenty of other people that were on the complete opposite side of trump who call him an idiot stuff all the time would be saying this isn't a big deal we don't need to worry about this. The flu's worse. And then now look what's happened, right? Yeah, so exactly. we need to get away from 
and that's just that. Like now, when you turn on the TV today, it's always like doom and gloom, and every little thing's getting over centralized. Even if it's centralized, even if it's um has nothing to do with this, but it's like I've noticed there's been other things. Now they're trying to make every little thing like some big thing because right now everybody's in this mode. It's like let's get away from that, right? Let's hopefully we can start getting real information pushed out. We can actually get prepared. We can actually follow steps together, and we can and we can move forward. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It does. I get it completely. Well, thank you so much, Steve. As, if there's anything else you yeah, want to add, no problem. Well, no, no, that's fine. I think we I think we covered enough. I hope this was good for you and for everyone else who would ever hear it. Um, but a lot of good stuff ultimately is going on for a lot of different people, and um, you know it is kind of cool. I guess the last thing that I will say. As rough as the world is, and as, as crazy as people can get sometimes, it is kind of cool to see how many people are stepping up to try to help um, and converting their businesses from something completely unrelated into trying to manufacture these things. And that's just awesome. You know, and it's, it's obviously really apparent, again, regardless of what anybody's viewpoint on Trump and political stuff, I'm not trying to make this political, but it is apparent that we do rely on other countries a lot for certain things. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, we need to try to figure out how do we, how do we find that balance to where you can have stuff over there and things back here. The hard part is, you know, there's masks out here that you can buy or face shields that you can buy that are great quality, but the $20 a piece, whereas you can get them from overseas for $1.50 a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's just so hard that to, to do it, but I'm hoping that we can find this balance to where we can do it. I don't know if the government gets involved and subsidizes things or whatever. I, you know, I have no idea what the answer would be. Um, but I do think that after this, there's going to definitely be a shift as far as what we do overseas, I think, right? If we could figure out how to make it where it's cost effective and the people that are converting their businesses can actually turn this into something, mm-hmm. um, you'll see that shift because, you know, there was, there was boats on the ocean coming over and China had to turn them around because they needed the masks. And then America's left with, without stuff, you know. So anyway, I appreciate the time, the opportunity. No, I appreciate Um, your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. And anything else that you ever need, let me know. Okay. All right. Thanks, Steve. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Subscribe to this podcast to hear all our episodes. Go to shoutyourcause.com to our podcast page for information on our guests and notes from this show.